And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. After Mary and her friend, the trusty Angela Devereaux, retrieved the strange doll from the roof of the late Mr. Barker's Indian Village mansion, the charming John Cowan calls in a desperate state, revealing that his life partner, the loyal Scott Dascom, has been kidnapped from the facility where he's recovering from his grievous injury. When Mary and Angela meet John at the facility, they see evidence that Scott has been kidnapped by Mary's troubled twin sister, Julia, in the company of a strange barefoot man. Meanwhile, Angela presents a theory that the strange doll is in fact the precious artifact known as Francine, a strange automaton once owned by René Descartes. But why is Francine worth dying over? And what do Julia and her devious friends want? Now in the car with John, Angela, and the strange automaton, Mary's phone rings. Now we hear Mary say... David Price. Ah, you do remember me, then. What have you done with Scotty? Oh, don't be concerned. Mr. Daskam is perfectly fine. At least as fine as he can be, given the mishap he recently suffered. When I find you... Yes, yes, I know. Your devotion is charming. One of the many, many charming things about you, Mary Marshall. You are... Tell me, are you wearing that lovely blue dress? The one that displays your figure to such wonderful advantage? You listen to me. You listen right now. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to do... Ah, yes, but there's the issue. You don't know what we're trying to do. You don't know what we're doing. You have no idea what's happening. I know you're a despicable person. Yes, well, that's more or less common knowledge, my dear. I'm sorry you found yourself in the way of this operation. It's most unfortunate. I do hate to think of you suffering the same fate as poor Hubert Barker. Or indeed, poor Gillian Fox. How dare you... Although Gillian did have the right idea, really. Better to extinguish oneself than to suffer the, well, the fate the future holds. Save your cultish doom talk for your murderous followers. What do you want? Well, of course, I want the doll, that's all. You mean Francine? Mm, impressive. Yes, we want Francine. You think we're just going to hand her over to you? Oh, my Fran- dear, you misunderstand. This isn't a negotiation. This is a courtesy. I'm giving you the chance to give her to us voluntarily, without anyone getting hurt. You want her because you want to destroy her. Oh, well, no. She's such a charming curiosity. Of course, we'd keep her safe until, well, until the end. I want to meet. I want to meet face to face, and I want to see Scotty. I want to know he's all right. Yes, well, I think that would be very nice. As I say, I can't wait to see you again. Why don't you come see us tonight? I can give you Mr. Dascom, and you can give me that charming little object uh, you have with you, and we can both go on our merry ways. Or if you prefer, you can refuse, and we can put your friend somewhere very unpleasant indeed, somewhere far away, and leave him there to fend for himself. Where do you want to meet? What about your friend Hubert Barker's house? I think you know the way. Be there at midnight, or your poor friend suffers the consequences. Midnight? It's already almost six o'clock. How far are we from Detroit? At least an hour. Unless I really speed, but how would we explain a stolen robot in the back seat? Are you really going to give that guy the... give him Francine? I don't know. How else are we supposed to get Scotty back? 
You can call the police and tell them there's some creepy dude holed up in a dead guy's house holding your friend hostage. Oh no, no way. But why not? Oh, think about it, Angela. If we call the police, the chances are that Scott's the one that'll end up in trouble, not Mr. Price, young black man, old white man. What are the police gonna think? But can't you just explain? I don't want to risk it. But if this is really Francine... Angela, I know. We'll just have to think of some third way. Some plan that protects Scott, but that allows us to keep Francine for ourselves. Do you mind if I look at her while you drive? No, no, go ahead. We haven't really had the chance yet. She's so old. Yeah. Mr. Barker didn't say where he got her from? No. We didn't even know about her until after he was taken away by the police. He called us, right before he was shot, and started to explain, but he didn't get very far. What did he say? He said she was the answer to the whole thing. Or a clue, anyway. To what whole thing? To whatever's going on. The weird barefoot men, the pattern on her feet, and on the tapestry, everything. Well, if we do have to give her back, before we do, I'm gonna check her out. See if we can't figure out who you are, my little friend, and where you come from. Look at her eyes. They're so realistic. Angela, if she's really Francine, then how old is she? Well, Descartes died in 1649, so... so she'd be about 375 years old. Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my conservator's license over this for sure. You mean for letting me examine a precious artifact in the back of a moving car at night? Uh, yeah. Well, she's in okay shape. Most of her hair is still intact. It looks like real hair. Her dress looks like linen. It's, I mean, overall it's not bad actually from what I can see. It could be worse. She must have been kept carefully stored out of harm's way. <laughs> She smells like a really old library. Oh, that's old leather and glue. Yeah, but like paper or like something? In Probably her actual body is made of wood and leather. That's what most of them were. And then the internal mechanism that made them walk was iron and bronze. Her arms and legs still move, it looks like. It looks like her mouth opens too. Yeah, you look. The jaw. Yeah, so if I gently just put my fingers in, see if I can open her mouth. Oh my gosh. Angela, what is that? What? What's happening? There's a note or something. What? What's it say? The key is in the mummy's mouth. The key? The key to what? Here, let me see that note. Mary, look, is is that Mr. Barker's handwriting? Uh, I think so. Oh, Mr. Barker. Oh, he really thought ahead, didn't he? He's a historian. Of course he did. What does he mean, the mummy's mouth? There's a mummy in the museum. The same place the tapestry's kept. Oh. Mary, I don't want to go back in but there. But John... I almost died last time. You did not almost die. I almost, almost died. Almost. You did not. Angela, I did. We have to get in there, John. But Mary, uh, we still can't get into the museum in the first place. Not tonight. But we have to. Somehow. <sighs> Pull over right here, just like last time. <laughs> right by the Scarab Club. Okay. That museum's pretty dark, Mary. I know. I don't know how you think you're going to get in there. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should just wait for tomorrow, Mary, and then we can but go. John... If we don't get in there before midnight, if we don't find out whatever this key is that Mr. Barker meant in his note before we have to hand her over to David Price in order to get Scotty back, oh, I think we have to try to get in there no matter what. Mm. Well, maybe I can call up Pat again and see if he and Leonard have any ideas. <sighs> Ooh, I wonder if those guys ever hooked up. What are you talking about? Just, uh, the last time we sneaked in there, we ran into a little wrinkle. We can't break into the museum, Mary. No. But maybe we don't have to. Look, in the Scarab Club. Looks like a party of some kind. See, the doorman, valet parking? Hmm. And you know who goes to parties at the Scarab Club? Fancy museum people. 
There's got to be at least one person in there with badge access. But Mary, how on earth are Angela, we Angela, how do I look? Uh, fine. John? Uh, well, amazing, as usual. Not too sweaty? No, just sweaty enough. Glowy. Okay, you guys, just stay here in the car. Mary, no. I don't want to let you out of my sight, not today. John, you stay here with Angela. This is something I have to do by myself. Now, just like always, just pretend like you know what you're doing. Right to the coat check. Find the desk. And nobody around. Okay, into those pockets. Somebody's got to have a key card somewhere. Oh, aha, thank you. Cheryl Northridge. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me, you're not supposed to be back here. Oh, uh, hello there. Can I help you, ma'am? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Uh, Cheryl Northridge sent me out here. I'm her assistant. She needed me to run across to her office. She forgot her phone. Do you have a ticket, ma'am? No, she just sent me to get her phone. Do you have a museum ID, ma'am? Uh, I do, actually. Uh, here, the museum employee card. It is somewhere in here. Yep. Oh, here. There. Okay. Mary Marshall. Yeah. Maybe I'll hang on to this ID of yours. Oh, um, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. John, Angela, come on. I got a pass card, but we have to hurry. Oh, Mary, you're amazing. Uh, I don't know if I should come with you guys. Maybe I should stay with the car with Francine. No, Angela, you should come with us. You knew this weird doll was Francine. Couldn't hurt to have you along for this, too. Yeah, plus, don't you want to pry open a mummy's mouth? I guess I do. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Remember this, John? Mmm, this is where we were when we came out the fire door, right after we ground up the mummy's toe. When what? Yeah, it's been an interesting few weeks. So, the fire door doesn't have a card reader, but the main back door here... There we go. Okay, we have to hurry before what's-her-name discovers we stole her key card. Okay, this is pretty interesting. Right? I've always wanted to break into a museum. You have? Well, since about a minute ago, yeah. Okay, right down here. Past the Greek statues. Into the administration wing, and... This card should get us into Mr. Barker's offices. Yep! Uh, and across here, to the door to the sub-basement. Oof. Oh, it's dark. Ah, where is the light switch? Here it is. Oh, okay, that's better. I really do want to know what happened with Pat and Leonard. <gasps> oh, like what if they got married and I was the one who got them together? John, come on. I'm coming, I'm coming. I remember this terrible place. Maybe this time I'll stay out here to make sure nobody comes along and locks us in again. You got locked in? Just for a few minutes. That's a good idea, John. You stay out here and keep watch. Angela? We're going to have to put on breathing masks once we get in there, okay? There's no oxygen in this room, only nitrogen. Yeah, I definitely did not appreciate what I was signing up for. It's fine. We just need to be in here for a second to see what's inside the mummy's mouth. Ready? Take a big breath. One, two, three. Okay, here you go, Angela. Take this. Turn this knob. Got it. And mummy. Okay. There. Now, okay, the tapestry's still there. That's good. This over here? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, the mummy's still here too. Okay, so. Whoever he is, he's really dead. I don't think he's gonna mind if you pry his mouth open. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Plus, this Molly and I go way back. And if Mr. Barker put something in here, it can't be that crunchy. If I just pull, sort of, lay down on his chin. Oh, oh it's, oh, he came off. His jaw came off. Eh, eh, eh. What do I do with it? Uh, don't give it to me. Yeah, sorry. Oh, and sorry, mommy. Um, I'll just. Okay, put it. Okay, down. there's something in his throat. There'd better be. Let me see. Ha. Uh, it's a key. An actual key. And I bet I know exactly what it's for. Want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear Mary say... Now, if we just slowly turn it and... <gasps> Look, it worked! That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World.